Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and God bless you for tuning in to another matriculation of Springboard, your virtual university. Springboard is a multimedia, educational and personal development intervention, the biggest of its kind running since August 2008. So tonight we continue our series on smart solutions and we continue to explore health and fitness, a subject that none of us can run away from. How big an issue is healthcare? How important is it in the scheme of things? How connected is it to our economic well-being? Our topic for tonight smart solutions in health and fitness today we are focusing on lifestyle change fitness and diet my guest dr ebenezer otu anoba he's a physiotherapist and medical doctor at health essentials limited a medical franchise and then nana kofi Owusu is a dietitian and lecturer at the university of health and allied studies in whole nana and ebenezer welcome to springboard thank you very thank you much so much okay. right so we will be trying to how, how well do we know ourselves let me start with you eben how well do we know ourselves our bodies do we know our bodies very well thank you very much um talking about how well we know ourselves if you understand the human body you understand the various changes that okay right from birth to adulthood you know you will never know yourself because your body continues to change your gender alone puts you at so many changes you can understand that the female is a hormone-made organism as compared to the male whom we usually don't have too many changes apart from good and developmental changes which we call degeneration that's usually as you go you get wear and tear you get the joints happening to give you some few problems here and there some people happen to get some few organs which are not functioning like they used to do we can talk about the prostate and all that so we advise that when you get to a particular age you start screening for your prostate and all that your your blood pressures your kidney function your liver function so as you go your body continues to change we call it metamorphosis because the various organs and functions all have their limits so as a human being you should know that as you change your focus should also be changing especially your focus towards health and today we are emphasizing more of preventive medicine whereby we are talking about lifestyle changes involving exercise, diet, sleep, occupation, and how you carry yourself about. So it's very much important that we all are abreast with the various situations where we find ourselves. Your age is essential, your level of activity very optimal, the work you are doing. And I always add this, which is usually uh, eliminated by most people, your ability to take rest. Rest, we talk about sleep, we talk about leave doing work. This is a very important part of this discussion, which I'm going to throw more light upon as we go. Most people tell you, listen, doctor, I don't like you. <laughs> up, right up front. M- many people tell you, listen, I, I don't like you. <laughs> These are the things you don't like to hear. But, but let, me, let me start with you. Nana. Let, me come back to, let me come to you. Nana. Do, do, do we know ourselves well enough? I mean, he paints a picture of our bodies degenerating. That's not a very nice thing to hear. But <laughs> how well do we know ourselves? Well, um, I think that most people are not conscious of the happenings within their bodies and uh, the contributory factors to the changes that he spread out are what goes inside us and they say you are what you eat but even now we say you are what your mother ate 
So wow. you are <laughs> so right from um, child conception, that's what we call fetal programming, that the mother's nutrition lifestyle, if your mother smoked while pregnant or drank alcohol while pregnant, it sets you up for big-time neurological problems and mental retardation issues and all that. So what your mother did when it was conceived you is, is vital. What she started feeding you on from um, from the time you were born uh, up to six months, you know we are talking about exclusive breastfeeding up until when you are infant, toddler, a young adult, adolescent, young adult, and even an adult. These changes, these phases of life, the life cycle stages demand different things, different quantities, different focuses of things that you put your, inside you by way of food and water. And so these things will have a telling effect on how your body looks, how your body functions, and, and where it will carry you to. If you put in junk, it will give out very, very junk um, uh, outcomes. outcomes, you know. So, I mean, let's, let's be mindful of what we put in because in the long run, it will determine. I mean, you can be 50 and act 20. You can be 20 and feel 50 all depending upon these diet and lifestyle things that we are talking about. So it's very, very critical. You get to know your, yourself, know your body at every stage of your life and be conscious of what you're putting inside your body because it determines what happens to you. Guess what? I don't like you too. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two people I don't like in the studio. <laughs> right, so let's settle down to... The, the role of smart solutions and technology. I mean, what we're trying to explore tonight is not just what you do routinely. I mean, I know that you could t- you could talk about what, what we eat for, for 10 years. I mean, that's, that's what, what you are wired to do. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. know you are what you eat, but now you say you are what your mother ate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. <laughs> but that's what you do routinely. I mean, mm. Dr. Nana Kofiewusu. But in addition to that, we would like to find out how technology has transformed your field as a dietitian, how has technology helped us in the field in which you operate? Okay, so um, here to the the main um, expression of dietetic practice was that you go to the hospital and then you go and see a dietitian. A dietitian will have maybe a weighing scale and a stadiometer, height meter, and check you out and then come ask you a few questions and write a dietary prescription for you and you go home, you try to follow it. Now, things are changing. Uh, people don't always have to come to the hospital for consultations. Uh, there, are, there are websites, which is technology, uh, by ICT, people can get on websites and interact one-on-one with their dietitian. People get on Facebook, people get on WhatsApp, and virtual consultations are done and I may ask you to go to a place and go and check yourself up. Even then now people can measure their body mass indexes indices uh, on, on their phones with an app, uh, with, with, with a gadget and they don't have to get you to. They can even go online and download a lot of information what diet to go on and all that. So it's moving from the facial one-on-one consultation to a dietitian to an interface which is um, the, the website or the internet and apps that that's what we are using now to see people and that's that's the future uh, that's how the future looks like 
people are using very sophisticated machines you just step on a machine and it's telling you your total body uh, water percentage your total body fat percentage it's telling you how much skeletal muscle you have bone mass and all those things these are machines that you can even enter a machine which will tell you how much you need to use how much energy you are expending how much energy you need to take in as as way of food and and that is all helping out in in the field now Ebenezer, it almost sounds like you'll soon be out of work but interestingly <laughs> instead of being discouraged i'm reading a report in front of me that says 86 percent of health professionals in america believe that these apps and wearable trackers um help they themselves increase their knowledge of the patient's conditions and then from the patient's perspective the health app users are seeing that 96 percent of them believe that it improves their quality of life so let me ask you a question are these enablers are they are they competition for you or they are enablers for your practice they are not competition they actually i would say enablers and help us in new windows for medical practice you know because now we are having intriguing um, diagnosis we are making p- people in the lab finding out new diagnosis each and every other day they are finding new treatments and we are finding new prognosis for example they can tell you you have this co- uh, condition maybe condition B due to new apps due to new technology the doctor can tell you this is why I say you have this due to technology can even be traced as to how you had it maybe from this person that person maybe partly from your mother partly from your father and they can tell you the probability in terms of um, your offspring the ability to also have the same condition all these new ways are as a result of technology and what makes it interesting is when the patient comes and realizes the patient is enabled is empowered you know i really enjoy having consult with a patient who really challenges me with his staffs because you can check a patient's blood pressure right in front of you and then he'll tell you doctor this is not correct and most of the times he's right he'll tell you let's step out i'll check it again and he brings out his smartphone puts his finger somewhere and then he has a reading bring your finger outside check it and it's true so the white coat effect will be taken off if this technology abounds because the patient then comes the patient can go and show you his bp reading for about a month and then you know when his BPs are high, when they are low, and he'll be, he'll be able to tell you what he was doing and what led to these various outcomes. So you're saying that that, that, that really helps you in the diagnosis much better it than you're shooting the dark. It does. It does. It actually puts you close to your patient so that you, at every point in time, you know what is happening to the patient by a click of a button. Let me go back to some cultural uh, antecedents. I mean, if it is so good, if knowing our bodies, knowing our situations is so good, why do you, why do you find that people are scared of being finding out their status or i mean there are people who say i won't do a particular test because i don't want to know as if not doing not knowing <laughs> will change the outcome very what, what? very very interesting albert albert have you ever asked someone this question do you drink alcohol usually the answer is oh i'm a occasional drinker <laughs> you know and sometimes it's like you ask the person which kind of alcohol do you drink and the person will be like i don't drink cool you see people by nature i don't know if it's all across the world but in my little years of practice i found out that people 
feel like um, giving out certain information is already uh, put them in a particular group or category of patients. But when it comes to medicine, information and communication is vital. You will not do yourself any help if you keep on keeping information. Do you get me? Because like you tell someone, oh, mommy, please, your BP is high. And then the person will be like, Nyamin Pengu. <laughs> you, 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 you see, so then you, you the health professional, it's like you ask yourself, ah, are you helping this person or you're not helping this person? Because a patient will actually be told that you have this condition. The person will tell you, okay, doctor, this is what you are supposed to do. You tell the patient, you are supposed to do A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. He says, okay, give me four months. I'll come back. Sometimes you take a year. By the time the patient will come, things are far, far, far worse. And then you find out what happened. Ranging from how to go and see the mother, the grandmother, sometimes spiritual fathers, so sometimes even accepting your condition, it's a major breakthrough in health practice, especially in the part of our world. Because people have so many notions and mentalities about various health conditions. But identifying the health condition in the acute state is optimal to treatment. Because late or chronic cases come with a lot of complications. And even chronic uh, forms of cases are a complication on itself. And this is where we want people to understand. This is what we want people to understand, especially concerning their health. You being hypertensive is not the end of the world. Till now, we still don't know the real cause of many causes of hypertension. So you knowing about it is not the doom. You knowing you're hypertensive, you knowing you're diabetic, you knowing you have gout, you understand? And even some of the infectious diseases, you are helping because then we have innovative ways. Again, with the use of ICT, new innovative technologies, there are ways to which if you are being picked up early, you can obtain optimal health. And the prognosis sometimes is so good as compared to being picked up late, because the cost involved in being picked up late is even enormous. Because even at the point A, where I told you you had it, you said you had to go and do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And later on, when you come, we'll be, we'll be in the hundreds. Initially, we're counting one, two, three. Now, I'm sure we'll be somewhere in the hundreds. And usually, to the prognosis is bad. So then, you put me in a dilemma, because I go, go to do all my research, learn about your condition. I'm here to help you. It's like they said, uh, um, Jesus wants to save you today and you say tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the issue about, about medical practitioners is that the things that scare people, you, you, you guys talk about them very routinely. I mean, somebody, um, um, one of my, my, my resource persons last week talked about a wound being beautiful. I mean, how can you call it? <laughs> I mean, I, I still haven't forgiven him for saying the wound. The wound was beautiful. I mean, you talk about the things so routinely, but when it comes to medical, medical health care and medical practice and interfacing with doctors, the person coming to the hospital alone is like it's like punishment for them. So, <laughs> but Abel, these things are, are very critical. I mean, we, we we hear people wanting alternative medicine now. They want to just use diet and lifestyle to manage conditions. People don't like medicines. They have an aversion towards them, and they think it's bad. But if you want to help yourself with these things, these lifestyle changes and diet, it is critical that you spot these conditions early. Then you, a case in point is DM, diabetes. We have a pre-diabetic stage before you go on. If you are doing routine checks and you are picking them very, very fast, sometimes with just a glucometer in your house or, or, or a, a pulse rate machine on your hand, that can tell you what your BP is. And then you'll be able to intervene quickly. Yeah. Then these alternative medicine things, CA, cancer, 
and and just this month we've been talking about breast cancer breast throughout. Cancer. <laughs> and you know, these things we can just do a small surgery and remove a benign tumor, and you are you are fine. You wait for the thing to metastasize, move around the whole body, and they say when well, do a radiation therapy, uh, go and do a chemo. And you say, hey, you <laughs> But if you had spotted the thing by doing breast examination, check, doing a mammogram every two years, you you would have been fine, and and it would have been gotten to the stage where they have to take your whole breast and give you an artificial one. Yes. Let, let me let me let me ask you a very routine question. So, if you wanted to, if you are addressing a group of people not because they've come for any diagnosis, not because they've done anything that you will say or you've categorized them based on anything. They just have come to you for routine, generic advice on how to live healthy lives. If you had a group of people listening to you on radio or, or live in an audience, what are some tips you would give them, Ebenezer? Okay, please, sorry. Let me take you back a bit with the question you asked. Sometimes you have to be very honest with the patient let the patient know that this is what it is this is the outcome sometimes it's not pleasant but that is what we've signed up for do you get me but sometimes you let the patient know that this is because if the patient finds out this is not what it is albert you 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 would not like to practice because when you tell someone it's going to be okay and then the patient finds himself going down and down and down and down and now at the point of death. And it's not just not the patient, it's the relations and the other patients around that patient because usually they are in wards. So the story and whatever happens keeps going around that this doctor, when he says A, it is B. So sometimes you have to be very clear and frank with your patients. And some people would think we are insensitive, but the truth. In that case, you sometimes. Be, in, in that case, you have to be also be very sure. You, you have, have to be very sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. you, you have, have to be you, very if, sure. If you also tell them they would be. If you also tell them it, it is bad, and they find out it is it, not bad. It, it's not bad. That, that could yes. be extreme. Yes, so let, let's talk about yeah. generic so tips. Then let's come to the generic tips. Talking about um, what to do or not to do, I, 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 I'm, I'm all for preventive medicine. Maybe with my background in physiotherapy gets me a little bias. I always indulge people to exercise. Make it a habit. Make it a culture. I walk on the Ibri Road um, sometimes on Saturday mornings and I, I'm impressed or maybe Sunday early in the morning it's driving crazy. to church. I'm crazy. just impressed at the number of people jogging and walking. Nobody has sent them. Nobody is paying them. Nobody is mm. mobilizing them. They just are. And it's not like a particular demographic or a particular category of people these are young old uh, excuse my language rich poor mm. um, um top class middle mm. class beginners yeah. in life they are just all working it's just beautiful to see them do that it's so interesting and it cuts across it's so interesting and currently it's one of my referral sites right for my clients who come and they say oh i'm not exercising i actually, I actually where do you stay if you're unlucky to tell me you live around Atlanta, then Mac- I tell you. <laughs> Makati Hills, another, another point. Makati Hills. Lima Highway is another Lima point. Highway, you know, one of it's the beach, so encouraging. It's all about the city. It's so, so, right. so, 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 so very but, much encouraging. But, but Albert, uh, and one thing I see some of these people do, which is bad, is that some will go and exercise and finish Please coming. Don't go there. <laughs> They come and sit behind three bowls of kenge and with with some uh, colored bottles accompanying them. And I think this is very simple to eat. 
<laughs> to eat and have a bottle of drink. Yeah, in addition. Yes, in addition. Right. I, I think it's very bad because right. caloric wise, you are getting too much in into fact, your in system. In fact, that's my next question I'm going to come to, but let me settle with it. Okay. Let him finish okay. his list first. Okay. Okay. Finish your checklist and I'm going to come back to you. So, my checklist, I usually, like I said, exercise. One exercise. Okay. Yes. And I tell them, make it a habit, make it a tradition, make it something you would like to do each and every other. They make it part of you so that when you don't do it, you find that there is something missing. What are the enablers of exercise? Because sometimes people say, listen, my schedule is difficult. They say it's boring. How can you, how can people make exercise a lifestyle? Any, any tips on how people can find it more interesting or more? And that's where the ICT thing comes in. That's uh, technology, innovation. There are apps. Currently at Health Essentials, we have apps. We have notifications. Someone will tell you, I leave them at 4. So we can send you the app as early as 3 a.m. And it comes in the form of a test message telling you what to do. Great. So you're able to take, and you, you have to send us a feedback on what you're able to do. There are some other people, and now I, am, I understand some of the TV stations even have aerobics running as early as 2 a.m. All the way to 5. You can join them. In your own home or in your own room, the internet, there are a host of exercises. Abdominal training, squats, squats, um any modality in terms of working using the cross trainer the ergonomic bike there is a lot and if usually the problem most people have is um boredomness they feel bored when they are usually exercising all by themselves you can involve your wife you can involve your children it's very important to especially inculcate into the kids at a very early stage even if they are not as as active or participating as much as you would at least inculcate that into their upbringing it's very important because one of the major comorbidities which cuts across most of the non-infectious diseases is obesity. And how do we deal with obesity? Diet training, exercise, and avoiding sedentary lives. Right. It's optimal. Right. So you've spoken to the issue of exercise. Let me come to what we eat. I mean, <laughs> you, listen, people, I mean, they say we are we are what we eat. You, yeah, see, yeah, you say we are your now we are yeah, what right. your mother eats. <laughs> Another person described this generation as, as eating their way to their, to, to their, their graves. graves. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it that bad? It's some. It's very scary sometimes. Um, the the consciousness about the health is coming, and now people want to eat their cake and have it. I'll go and do all the bad stuff, and I think I can do a quick fix by doing some quick exercise and to solve it. Right. It's better than none, but I think you you should also manage a diet so that the effect of of the exercise can help you more. So um, my picks are one: reduce your salt intake. I mean, in Ghana, I realize we drink salt, virtually drink the salt, you know, because we do the staple with the salt. So like the carbohydrate meal, like the yam, the plantain, the cocoa yam with salt when we are boiling it. And the stew has salt in them. And then when we are frying the fish or preparing the meat, we also add hard salt. And so it's three, three way. Salt here, salt there. So, so I would advise salt everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> take one out. Take salt out of the rice. Take salt out of the yam, and put the salt in the stew and the fish. When you add it, it will balance. You know, a taste is acquired. So one is cut salt. Yes, cut salt. Number, number one. Number two, reduce the fries. You know, we are frying too much nowadays. People want to fry everything, and and this fast track life. 
comes comes with it. People want fast foods and stuff like because they really don't have time. And the fries are increasing. The more you fry, the more you turn oils to bad stuff. Even if it is soya bean oil or sunflower oil, you turn them to trans fats, and that can be a recipe for high cholesterol levels and and all the challenges. That. So reduce salt, reduce fries, reduce refined sugars. You know, because the more you have fiber in your system, the better your system works. Your digestive tract will perform wonders with fiber. Your your heart will be working better with fiber. So get some whole grain cereals, you know. Let's not do all these refined things. They've taken all the chaff out and all those things. The beverages are good, but if you do them all the time, I mean, the typical local balance, uh, this cocoa uh, soup. You know, with the acha, acha kitty or tete or asasra inside. <laughs> <laughs> it works well, but now people are running away from it. They you want, want to hear the oblai you You know, the, the local ones yeah. are very good. We have good stuff in there. So let's get some unrefined stuff instead of doing too much refined. And then let's moderate the quantities. You know, people will skip meals and eat large at a time. It's a recipe for disaster. And they'll be surprised why they're not losing weight, even though they're eating once. They're eating large. Their metabolic rates are coming down because you are not eating. And when you binge, you get excess being stored as fat. You get the fatty liver and it moves on and on. And then we also advise that, okay, get in some water. Fruits and vegetables are also very key because they are the protectors of the body. Your vitamin C, your antioxidants are in there, which will help your heart to function well. These are our saviors. Don't worry too much about whether it's GM or whatever. <laughs> you must get some in your system. I mean, it's a lesser evil to eat a GM vegetable than not eating it at all. Yeah. It is 25, <laughs> 25 minutes to the hour of... of eight o'clock if you just have been listening this is a show you can't you just can't miss we're talking about the fitness of the body we also are talking about the the things we consume and my guests Ebenezer Anoba and Nana who are helping us to understand that we need to make some very serious changes if not we can't turn around and blame anyone else but ourselves because obviously Nana your list is very easy to relate to reduce the salt intake reduce the fries Reduce the refined sugars, more fibers in your body, moderate the quantities, and this will be very sad news for somebody I know. Cut back on the quantity, the, the quantity of food that you eat, and then increase the water intake, fruits and vegetables, and of course, vitamin C and antioxidants. When I come back, I'm going to actually open the phone lines. Let our, our listeners, our clients, talk to you and get a sense of how well they are doing. Is there hope for them or they should hate you? Tonight, you're talking about health, fitness, lifestyle changes and their impact on our health as a whole. According to the WHO, let's look at this one. It says, 60% of related factors to individual health and the quality of life are correlated to lifestyle. And look at the list of lifestyle variables that it lists. They include diet, exercise, sleep, sexual behavior, substance abuse, medication abuse, misapplication of modern technology, recreation and study. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Before I open the phone lines, I have my guest for tonight, Dr. Ebenezer Otu Anoba, 
and Mr. Nana, or they say Nana, they don't have titles. So Nana Kofi Ousu, who's a dietitian, and they're helping us to understand what we are doing right and what we are doing wrong. Um, Ebenezer, what about sexual behavior is uh, is being highlighted as potentially a cause of um, lifestyle issue, uh, the lifestyle issues that are being um, cautioned against? What about sexual behavior? Okay, so when we talk about sexual behavior. It's a it's a long stream because um is usually it, is it a frequency issue is it what 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 is it? Very few on the frequency issue because usually the frequency issue the one we can talk about maybe in the very elderly maybe after the sixties or seventies maybe you can talk about the frequency being an issue but let me talk about the ideal person in your prime age. Usually what happens is that um, some pushes most people assume you know after marriage you are being told to exploit each other's body. You understand? But the exploitation, I think we should add a little bit of caution. Because the kind of things people do to enhance themselves sexually, and talk about use of certain aphrodisiacs, some use all sorts of creams, some use all sorts of after pill and post pills, which causes a lot of malfunctioning to the heart, the kidneys. Because you see, what most people Okay, intend so I, I to have, do I have Kujo from Ho on the line. <laughs> okay. I, I think that he, he wants some questions answered. So let me open the phone lines now. The number to call 030-221-6541. 030-221-6541. Kujo, good evening. Good evening, Vice Chancellor Abetoka. Just call me Albert. Kujo, what, what would you like to ask my guest for tonight? Ebenezer and Nana. Yes. Um, uh, uh, um, I've been eating... Uh, Moringa together with this aging fruit, and then hello, yeah, you're listening to you, sir. Yes, uh, aging fruit, and then kotomri. I put it in my food stuff every now and then together. But I had put some few days ago, and someone was telling me that because I'm eating the the this thing too much, that is how come I had the the cold. I don't know what they have for me. But apart from that, if they can tell us the the uh, the, the the apps that we can use to check all these uh, ailments that they, they talked of. And, and Albert, uh, I also want to see that the time is not enough. That is how we are not able to exhaust the topics very well. So if we can do something about the time. And finally, finally, you discussed uh, fraud, fraud some weeks ago. You did, you did that at the service by not continuing it the following week. So I beg of you, if you can bring the expert back to continue with the fraud issue we discussed last time. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, Kujo. Your first three questions: vegetables, apps, and time put together is VAT. and while i'm recovering from your vat you have added fraud you know i'll I'll dedicate the next show to you because you're a big man i mean for you to be able to give me a list like that you really are working hard all right so we'll try and speak to the issues you've raised and thanks for the heads up on the issue of um um, payments and the risks involved let me take my next caller hello good hello good evening hello good evening your name where you calling from please I'm an imam calling from Tema. An imam from Tema. Give us an idea about the things on your heart as you speak to Eben and Nana Kofi. Okay. Um, I'm single. And um, when it comes to my meals, I don't add any salt. Because 
I cook and I eat it alone. But when there are more than two or three, I add a little. So everybody will get a portion. Is it right? All right, thank you. I, I'm sure when I come back, um, Nana will be very happy to give you some answers on that. Let me take one more call. Okay, let me just get some answers for them and then we'll open the... Uh, the lines are still open, 030 But let me start with you. Um, Nana, the questions are coming in your direction. Vegetables, um, the person eats a lot of vegetables. Kujo from um, from who and is wondering whether the cold could be, could be a result of the vegetables. On the contrary, that rather should help the cold. Um, my challenge is with the quantity of the moringa that he will be adding. Moringa is a very strong leaf and it has very high nutritional value. If you pour a whole cup of moringa into your food, it may be put, putting yourself under too much stress. I mean, your kidneys and your liver. So just measure the quantity. One teaspoon should be fine, but it doesn't cause cold. It will rather help you than the contouring and the eating fruit that he's talking about. These are rather helpful, rather than causing it. So that's not the reason why he's having the cold. Are you a fan of Moringa? I'm a fan of vegetables. Okay. All leaves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a very safe, a very safe food. <laughs> All right. So the, second, the second question came from um, anyone who's wondering whether if she eats alone, she doesn't put any salt at all. Yeah. If she has other, com- she has company. She puts mm-hmm. a little. Is it okay? So we say low salt. We don't say no salt. Right. To do a no salt is bad because you need some sodium. And I mean, so <laughs> if even let's say all the other meals don't have sodium, at least you are getting some sodium from your salt. So put right. a little in there. I didn't say take out all the salt from them. Charlie, if you know I, where you're coming from and you know your house is not good, you just... <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's the mistake that people do. So it's a mistake. When, yes, when we learn, we go to the extreme and we, we do the negative of it. Reduce it, but put it, say in the stew, or a little in it, and, and you're good to go. Good show. Right. Um, I have Nana Ameya from Ajayga. Nana, good evening. Good evening, my brother. How are you? Excellent. I'm learning from Ben and Nana, even though I don't like them, but I'm learning from them. <laughs> I mean, I want to commend you for such a program. You're doing so well to support Mother Ghana. But what I want to ask my good guest in the studio is uh, you talked about, uh, the dietitian talked about uh, fiber in your diet. I would wish that he would go further to, you know, exercise and then probably if he can give us some foods, one or two of them that one can uh, be eating frequently to have more fiber in the system, that will be very, very fine. And so that's what I want to ask the, the dietitian to help us with, you know. So that's as good as fiber is for the uh, body system, we will be able to consume more because we need, we need, need to eat good food. All right, now, now the fibers. Okay, One. so uh, there are soluble fibers and there are insoluble fibers. Um, the fruits definitely will have a lot of fiber. Your vegetables will have a lot of fiber. I mentioned the wheat, I mentioned the oats, I mentioned the tom brown, I mentioned the oponsu, the makoko. I, I mentioned our light soup. I mean, that's amazing. A light soup is, is a perfect soup. You have all these, you can put your carrots, you can put your cabbages, you can put onions, you can put okra, you can put all these things inside. So, I mean, it's widespread everywhere. We can get them. Then they are the local stuff that will help us. So that's the way to go. Let's not do too much refined food. And if you don't mind, let me just chip in one thing. Mm-hmm. I realize that currently people are moving towards the 
the smoothies. And what is happening is that people are taking the fiber, the fiber out of the smoothies. Mm. It's one thing I would like to say, please keep the fibers in the smoothies. Yes, yes. It's, it's a blended really smoothie. Help. It's not a filtered. It shouldn't be too smooth. Get the smoothie rough. Make it a bit rough. Get the smoothie rough. That's one good tip for you. I mean, I mean, keep your smoothie a bit rough. Yeah. 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 I'm rough. even finding now that even people put wheat into the smoothies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some. some yeah, and some it's, it's amazing. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. It's nice. Yeah. Right. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. If you want to talk to my guests, and um, let me come to you, um, Eben. Sometimes yeah. I, I feel that people overstretch the benefits of exercise. I mean, I'm reading out on the benefit, the list of benefits that come with exercise, and it's an endless list. And let me give you some of the the benefits that I get. It it boosts your happiness level. Number two, it reduces the risk of heart disease naturally. Number three, you sleep better. Number four, it boosts your energy. Number five, it increases your strength and flexibility. Number six, improves your memory. Number seven, increases self-confidence. Number eight, makes you less susceptible to diseases. Number nine, helps you to live longer. If exercise can do all this, then probably should stop doing everything else in the exercise, exercise. All, all our lives. And Is it? Are these exaggerated? No. It's even an, it's even an understatement. It's even an understatement. You see, we need we need to be we need to be active. We need to be mobile. Currently, unfortunately, most of our profession that we find ourselves in keep us seated for long hours. Sometimes seven, eight, twelve. Some even do a whole twenty-four hours seated, and then they come back, and because of tiredness, they they retire to bed with no level of physical activity. But your heart, your liver, your lungs, they depend on this physical activity. Because when you exercise, there is, there is a whole, conver- it's, it's like an overhauling system. There is a whole change of the metabolic system of your whole system. Let me, let me come back before you talk about metabolic system or the system. I think I have Enima back on the line. Enima probably has a question you didn't answer. So let me bring Enima back and then when I finish about with her, apps, I'm, going to, about the apps, okay. I'm going to roll them out when, yeah. I, when I finish. Enima, the apps will come when I finish. But let me put it back on. Hello, Enima. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm back again. All right. Um, concerning the kumpunsu, which is the stock that we get from Kenke, um, a lot of salt is added to the dough when they prepare the Kenke. So taking the stock will contain more salt than... All right, thank you very much. So your question is about the 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 salt in the Otinshinu. Yeah. Okay. Right. Very good Thank question. You. Thank you. Doc, <laughs> you say that on one hand, you say don't consume too much salt, but I can bear testimony to the fact that the the Utin Shinu that you are talking about has quite some salt in it. How do you find about it? Then you don't, you take that and then the other meals for the day, you reduce the salt in them. You know, but I, I wasn't really talking about Utin Shinu. I was looking, talking about the Koko, Mori Koko, that's where you have it and you don't have to add salt to that if you take attention once a while it should be fine but then the subsequent meals you can reduce because there's a daily requirement uh, of the salt i read somewhere that requirement you talk about is five grams a day yes one teaspoon Okay, so yes, on I mean, average, a person must consume one five te- grams of yes, salt a, a day, day yes. one teaspoon. Yes. Okay, go around carrying a teaspoon and just... No, but you, you can just gauge, uh, estimate it in your head. Because if you no, take Amos, chicken and chips... My colleague Amos like, is a consultant, so he likes things broken down very simply for him. So he was wondering, what, what is this about um, minimum, minimum? So when you said when I said five grams, he just 
cut his hand like this and I think he's just gotten it. <laughs> so don't, don't confuse him. He knows how to get the one teaspoon and he'll be fine. It was five grams and that's all. <laughs> all right, so let's roll down this program to a close for today. How do you, um, somebody wants to have if you do not mind your contacts before you leave because i probably they probably want some help if you are amenable to the idea you could give them but before we get to that let's roll out a couple of recommendations for our listeners starting with you um, Eben. okay so just some few tips like i said i've already given the tips to maintain your health style and i want to add that um rest sleep sleep involve leave from work and healthy living Healthy living involves the regular exercise we talk about, regular health screening and health consultation. It's also optimal. You don't need to get sick before you see your doctor. Every year, make it a point. And like I said, as you grow, things change. So the frequency should increase. The number of times you see your GP should increase. Let me, let me, let me, let me throw something in that will get you very, very excited. I know that. A study in the UK found the following conditions as it's associated with fast-paced lifestyle and i know these are the category of people you are speaking to <laughs> fast-paced yeah. lifestyle exactly. no rest bruising mm. daily schedule going early coming late beating traffic etc 80 85 percent of these adults suffer indigestion 62 percent have a reduced interest in sex 50 percent of the respondents re- reported feeling stressed at the weekend at least once a month many are suffering impatience and anxiety and um, 61% of them spend only 15 to 30 minutes eating their evening meal and it's just talking about that kind of lifestyle and its implications on our health comment on it exactly you see because currently um, let's say 10 years ago we didn't used to in this part of our we didn't used to have insomnia as a diagnosis but currently, you, you, you frequently meet patients who come and tell you, Doctor, I mean, to me, in that. And to do with um, abdominal cramps and pains, now we are making, we're having more people being diagnosed with peptic causes because of the eating habit. Yes. You understand? People are flying from one country to the other. The time schedules are different. Your, your circadian cycle will change. Your sleep patterns will change. So usually when you move from four, three, or even six countries, when you come back, take a rest. Because your body has to adjust with, to the time changes. Because when you move from here to Europe, the time changes Telephone. will affect you. From airport to board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? And when it's night in Ghana, you won't be able to sleep. Yeah. And you think there is something, there is nothing happening to you. Your body is responding to the changes you attach to it. So let's work on that. Right. Um, Nana Kofi, your closing thoughts. So uh, um, I I have a famous quotation that says that um, pull the brakes on your life before life pulls a brake on you. Uh Yeah, 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 man of quotations. (laughs) But but the the thing I have to say is that eat smart. S-M-A-R-T. S for simple. Make the food simple. Don't make it too complicated. Don't, don't go to the buffet and want to eat everything. Mm-hmm. Make it simple. S for simple. M for moderate. Reduce the quantities. A for attractive. Make the food attractive. What makes the food attractive? Colors. Get different colors. If you eat komikekena, two colors. <laughs> it's not good. Increase the colors on the food. Get more fruits and vegetables coming. R is roughage. Increase the fiber in your food. Don't eat too much refined foods. And T is takeaway. If it's too much for you, take it away. So eat smart and live long. Charlie, you're a good man. I started fighting you, but now you're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that each, uh, the, I, I left the question of apps unanswered. That's the question yeah. of time. I, I threw it back to Kofi Ansa. He's my boss. So <laughs> I threw it to him. But the question of apps, let me answer that one. Um, normally with apps, it's just like um, giving generic um, recommendations. I mean, it, it may work for somebody, it may not work for you, and then you want to, me to answer why I recommended a particular app. Just go to your, your, your Play Store and type health and fitness apps. You see them all listed. Find the ones that work for you. Talk to your friends who you trust. Take their recommendations on which ones work for for exercise, which ones work for um, for diet, and then for testing and so on. When you use a public platform to recommend an app and people use it, they may come back and say there was a malfunction, and then you feel responsible for what you really didn't create. You don't have control, but I'm sure in, in a private conversation offline, you can get some recommendations that will be helpful to you. I trust that this discussion has been, I have learned a lot from from, from, from my two guests, Ebenezer Tuanova and Nana Kofi Ousu. And I'm sure that um, for those who want to get in touch with you, if you are so inclined, I'll, I'm going to ask that you give them the numbers now, please. Okay, so my... my Nana Kofi Ousu's number. Yeah, That's my, the, di- the dietitian, dietitian. The one who says, your eating <laughs> must be smart. And I'm going to yeah. tell them the smart to close. So, the number for the dietitian. So, my number is 0244 Right. And then the number for the physiotherapist. Okay, my number is zero two seven seven four triple three eight one. Please run it again. again. Zero two seven seven four triple three. Eight one. Right. My name is Albert Okran, and I have, have served you dinner today, which comprised health and fitness along the lines of lifestyle change, dieting, and very importantly, exercise. I trust that the solutions we've provided have been helpful for you. And as you continue to explore the the greatness that is invested in you, I trust that. Um, these tips will help you to be a better person. Let me close with the acronym that um, Nana Kofi gave us. Eat simple, eat moderate, eat attractive, eat the roughage, and take some away if it's too much. <laughs> I hope you will find it helpful next time you face a buffet and the, the mountain rises in front of you. My name is Albert Okran. Coming up next, uh, coming up next is Walk with Jesus. And the topic, very interesting, pastors and the opposite sex. And my, my, my brother, Pastor Tokwa, is hosting it. And his, his guest is Reverend Abbas Awuni of ICGC Paradise Temple in Domi Pillar 2. So we come your way again next week. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. The light has come.